The homilies for sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at Christ the King Catholic Church in South Bend, Indiana, a parish of the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend. Each homily is preceded by the reading on which it was based. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. When he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea, which collects fish of every kind. When it is full, They haul it ashore and sit down to put what is good into buckets, what is bad they throw away. Thus it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Do you understand all these things? They answered, yes. And he replied, then every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of the household who brings from his storeroom both the new and the old. The Gospel of the Lord. So imagine, if you will, for a minute, that you are the person who found this treasure in the field. You are taking out a shortcut home or exercising your dog or whatever, and boom, you fall into a hole, recently washed out by the heavy rains, and there you find it, a chest filled with old-world gold coins, precious gems, and such. You quickly realize that the treasure is worth more than your existing net worth, so you liquidate your assets and use the proceeds to purchase the field. You set up the closing, and you show up at the title company and meet with the folks there, and then at the last minute, you tell them, Here, take the money, but you can keep the field and you walk away. Or in the same way, imagine yourself as a collector of fine jewelry. You find the largest, most precious, most beautiful pearl you have ever seen. So you sell your entire collection of lesser pearls, jewelry, and other valuables in order to buy that one pearl. You show up at the jewelry shop with the purchase price, and then you give the owner all of your money and tell them to keep the pearl. Now, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? No one would, nor would anyone ever ask anyone to do that, right? But sometimes when we hear this gospel and think about putting it into practice, we think that Jesus is asking us to do just that. Because the kingdom of heaven isn't tangible. It isn't something we can see, touch, hold, and weigh. It isn't even something we can see on a balance sheet or a monthly statement. It feels far off, separate, distant, in the future. And to be asked to give up the here and now, and not just some of it, but all of it, for something far off in the distance, can feel like giving up a lot of something for nothing. So we hold back. We agree that we want the kingdom of heaven and all that comes with it. We are willing to pay a price someday but not today. We hold back. We give a portion. We relegate the pursuit of the kingdom to somewhere down the list of our priorities, and as a result, 
we hang on to the something and give up the everything. But you know, if we find ourselves in that situation, I think it is perfectly reasonable if we ask God with a sincere and humble heart to show us a glimpse of the kingdom. Because the truth is, the scenarios I described in the title office and the jewelry store are not what Jesus says in the parable. He says that the kingdom of heaven is like the treasure in the field and the pearl of great price, and that it is worth all that we have, and we will indeed get it when we are willing to give up all we have to obtain it. I'm not saying that God needs to let us peek through a knothole in the pearly fence, but that through an outpouring of grace, as he did with all the saints I know of in one form or another, he give us a taste, a sense, a feel, even if ever so brief, that reveals just how close and real the kingdom is and how much he, the king, loves and cares for us and wants us to share in it. And since God wants nothing more than to see us in the kingdom, why would he not reveal a bit of it to us if we truly seek it? In his word, in the sacramental life of the church, especially Eucharist and reconciliation, in increased prayer, praise, and adoration, in our charity and love of others. As we take steps to get closer to him, he runs toward us and will reveal more and more of himself and the kingdom to us, which will then inflame the desire in us to give him more and more of ourselves. As Paul said in Romans, all things work for good for those who love God and are called to his purpose. And in the words of the psalm, the revelation of your word sheds light, giving understanding to the simple. Let your kindness comfort me. Let your compassion come to me that I may live. But when we choose to live exclusively in a tangible world, it can be easy to become self-reliant and believe, while God may be lurking somewhere in the background, that our success or failure relies on our own talent and skill. Our financial gain, social success, or other accomplishments are our own doing and that neither God nor his grace and blessings have anything to do with it. Which brings us to the last example of the kingdom of heaven, the net thrown into the sea. When the sorters of the gathered items, the angels at the end of the world, begin to put into buckets what will be kept and toss aside the trash to be burned, do you think they are careful or haphazard in their placement? I always think of a scene from some documentary I saw once where fishermen were sorting their catch and throwing it a distance to a bucket. Sometimes they would hit the bucket and it would go in, and sometimes they would miss and it would go overboard. Now, of course, we would not want to think that our final destiny, heaven or hell, could be based on something as arbitrary and haphazard as a gatherer's aim, but I am here to tell you that it is. Our final destiny could very well come down to a quick, thoughtless, haphazard, impatient, hurried, or otherwise poor effort. But not on the part of the angels that gather and sort. I'm sure they get it right. 
But if we are not all in, if we place the pursuit of the kingdom of heaven right alongside with so many other things that demand our time and attention, then it will be our quick, thoughtless, haphazard, impatient, hurried, and otherwise poor decisions to sin that have us thrown out with the wicked rather than elevated with the righteous. Now, I think we all know that putting the kingdom first doesn't necessarily mean that we have to give up all that we have. When we first fall in love, the person we love becomes our whole world. We think about them when we wake up and when we go to bed, and virtually all the time we're not required to think about something else. And while we might have given up all we had for them, to be with them, to love and care for them, we didn't, in most cases, have to give it all up to put them in the most valued position in our life. This can also be true when we have children, and they become the primary focus of our life. Caring for them, loving them, providing for their needs becomes the purpose of our days. And again, while we might be willing to give up everything for them, in practice, we hold on to most of the other things that we have. This is what God wants, what the kingdom of heaven demands, that we put God first, our first thought in the morning, our last thought at night, that our love and appreciation for who he is and what he calls us to be is the priority of our days. We don't have to sell everything we have and go live in a monastery or a convent, We just have to make our Lord and Savior the love of our life. Doing so is how we bring the kingdom of God to earth and ensure our place in it in heaven. For questions or comments on this homily, write to Deacon Joe 2017 at gmail.com.